Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, You are in an airport. This is like a mobile version here of SBC This Week. Yeah, so we'll see how this goes. Um, I'm on my way back from Dallas. I've been at some some uh, pre-meetings, you know, surrounding the ERLC National Conference, but I had to go back early for our upcoming trustee meeting. So I'm in the Minneapolis airport. Uh, we'll see if the gate behind me gets a call uh, for the Atlanta flight at some point. Uh, people can, can hear that and enjoy the background noise, but we'll see how it goes. Well, I mean, we've, we've done planes now we've done trains with dr deucing so all that's lacking is automobiles that's right i I don't think we've recorded while traveling in an automobile yet no i don't think so i did do an interview the interview we did with tommy green about two two and a half years ago i did from my car in the kroger parking lot and pouring down rain so maybe that counts there you go there you go yeah So. so yeah fantastic so planes trains and automobiles Everything that you can uh, hope to have here on SBC this week. Once again, we are sponsored each and every week by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Got some news from them later on in the show. Uh, Located in Louisville, Kentucky, they are committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. Got a text this week from Dr. Adam Greenway, the dean of the Billy Graham School up there. It's giving me their record enrollment numbers. They have had some record enrollment numbers at the Billy Graham School. It is the largest school, uh, you know, in, in terms of enrollment in the SBC, like individual wow. schools. yeah. So uh, just incredible up there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about how they got to where they are. Uh, the, the 25 years of Dr. Albert Muller, uh, we'll, we'll be touching on that just a bit in this episode. And uh, But, Amy, we got big news out of IMB. Last Friday, it was announced a. I'm going to call this the record, and we can we can debate that here in a minute. But a 159 million dollar Lottie Moon. Well, it's 158.9 million dollar Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Yes, close enough. It's a hundred. Let's round up to 159. That's really yeah, incredible. We're and we That's round right. up. Really incredible news. Why don't you explain your rationale for saying this is a record year? Okay, so I argue that this is a record year because. The uh, the the giving two years ago that we had I think it was 165 uh, was kind of on the back of the VRI uh, the voluntary retirement incentive that was offered and in, in having 1100 or 1200 uh, personnel come off the field so it was it was I think that was inflated a bit just because I'm not saying it wasn't important it was but there was a a different sense around that that offering than normal. It was a unique circumstance. There was Absolutely. a sense of urgency. It was a one-time unique thing. This was a more regular, we gave, and we gave a record amount, um, in my opinion. Uh, it, well, and I, I think they'll be happy with the second highest ever. So in technical terms, this was not the record year. That was the record year. But yes. if you're, if you're going to talk about just yeah. average years, you, yeah. you're going to call it the record. Yeah. Very interesting analysis. Yes, and uh, like kind of like Barry Bonds, whenever he hit those seventy whatever home runs, it, it was you know put an asterisk by it. It was inflated artificially, just like his body with steroids. 
So really, that's the con- you want to get into that conversation, a Barry Bonds conversation on this, like all yeah. these sort of debated. I think no, let's. We're so excited about Lottie Moon. This is we great are. news, and that, that's the great thing. It is yes. awesome. One hundred fifty nine million dollars because we're going to round up because we're Baptist, but uh, yes. just an incredible, incredible offering on the backs of the uh, the record Annie that we announced last week. I mean, and you know, CP being above budget again. I mean. The giving is strong right now in the SBC. Yes, and so and that should spark us to uh, give because we have a new uh, Lottie Moon offering coming up this Christmas. So it's time to start thinking about it. Yes, we a do. Uh, away. Time to uh, to give to Lottie Moon again this year. And uh, the national goal last year was one hundred and sixty million dollars, and um, it, it was the one hundredth anniversary t- this year too. I didn't even realize that, Amy. This was the 100th anniversary of the Lottie Moon Christmas offering uh, being named for Lottie Moon. Did you know that? Um, no, I didn't know that. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, some, learn something new on this one. So, uh, But, yeah, so you can give again this year. Um, Lottie Moon Christmas offering it will be coming to a church near you. I'm sure you can also find out more at imb.org and uh, just click on the Lottie Moon information there. Amy, I know the past couple of weeks you guys have been dealing with Hurricane Florence and the aftermath in North Carolina. We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, Michael hit this past week in Florida and it brought some devastation. I don't know if you saw the pictures down there, but it is just awful. Uh, the the wind damage and everything from Michael uh, hit it. Now saying now like Category Five, uh, potentially uh, kind of upgrade it. Yeah, that, I right. mean that's just crazy. Yeah, this is a tough. It's a tough hurricane season. Very difficult. Um, I've seen some footage, but not um, not uh, not a lot because I've been in and out of meetings. Um, but I'm just trying to take in what exactly what happened. I was following it on Twitter a good bit. Yeah, and uh, we've seen a lot of uh, just awful pictures from the Gulf Coast uh, down in the Panhandle region of Florida. That's a very uh, economically low area, a low economic area uh, of Florida. Uh, after you get past the tourist areas right there on the beach, I mean, the Panhandle of Florida, very rural, uh, small churches. I, I know a lot of people are going to be uh, with a lot of needs. Our disaster relief teams are headed that way. Uh, it's going to be a while before they get into some of those places because it just the devastation was that bad. Right. Uh, but we also had a great story uh, about what the Summit Church, where Pastor J.D. Greer uh, led his staff uh, to go and help out with the disaster relief up in Florence on kind of like their their annual fun day uh, this past week. The Baptist, uh, the biblical recorder from North Carolina uh, covered this. And just a a great story of J.D. Greer and the staff at the summit going out, putting on the yellow shirts and getting to work. Yeah, that was was pretty cool. Some good photos from that. And uh, it's neat that they have a leadership fun day um, every year and that that's what they used it to do this year. So very worthwhile. We'll have that story in the show notes um, for our listeners to read. Highly recommend checking that out. Yeah, and I, I had a chance to talk with Danny Franks today, who's on staff at the summit. Uh, he was at a conference here in Nashville that I was at, uh, the Pipeline Conference, and asked him about it. He said it was just the most rewarding thing. He and uh, some people from the summit had helped clean out and mud out a um, an 83-year-old lady's uh, basically trailer. She lived in a trailer, and the storm surge had come in and uh, had gotten about two or three feet into the trailer. So, I mean, you're talking wow. like four or five feet off the ground plus the couple of feet of water. 
and uh, they they were helping you know with mold remediation and and all the the stuff that goes on with that, as well as you know just mudding it out, cleaning it out, and getting it ready uh, to be repaired in the future. But uh, he said it was just it was it's kind of eye opening to see all of that, and and they were glad to be a part of that. So just a really really neat story. Very cool. All right, we got some new research. Amy, tell us about this. Uh, pastors have weighed in on President Trump's job performance. Yeah, so this is, it's a LifeWay research study, and it actually is about, it's a job approval survey um, about President Trump. So they, they surveyed Protestant senior pastors and found that 51% approve of how he's handled the job, 25% strongly approving. Yeah, and some of the breakdowns, too. Uh, pastors in the South and the West, uh, the West was a little bit surprising, 55 and 57% are more likely to approve than pastors in the Northeast at only 40%. Yeah, and they, they broke it down on, um, like with age, younger pastors, least likely age group to approve um, for uh, 41% of those 18 to 44 saying he's done a good job, 56% of those 45 and older saying that. Um and then they also broke down in denominations. Um, Pentecostals were at 86% uh, most likely to approve, and then Baptists was 68%. Yeah, and I think anecdotally, we would have, could have, you know, made that call. Um, we've seen, you know, if you just, just from a personal experience point of view, if you look at who's been more vocal for President Trump, who's been more critical I think this lines up with what we're seeing in the public. Right, right. It makes it makes sense. It also there was a correlation with pastors, you know, that the majority of Protestant pastors identify as Republican. And so obviously a lot are going to approve just because they identify with the same political party. It's a good story. And in uh, Baptist Press really breaks it down, gives some very interesting observations. Um, pastors with no college degree or a bachelor's degree are more likely to approve than those with a master's degree or a doctoral degree. There was even a, a gender gap in this, Amy. Right. Which I think we, that, that lines up because this yeah. was Protestant pastors, remember, so there were evangelical and mainline pastors. So 56% of male pastors more likely to approve than female pastors, which were 30%. Um, but that also lines up with a lot of the surveys of Americans that we see in male and female approval ratings. Uh, so it's, it's very interesting. Just good facts are our friends. Ed Stetzer, um, says that a lot it just helps us to know where people are it does and we appreciate lifeway research for bringing this out it, it was fascinating to see that you know the the pastoral thoughts and feelings really mirror those of you know the general public so um it, it kind of in line with what we see in a, in a wider scale in in society so just a fascinating study there from lifeway research all right we got some trustee reports from gateway in new orleans uh, they held their trustee meetings we had a, a bit of a report last week uh, from New Orleans, but we got a little bit more detail this time. Uh, but Gateway, good news out of there, 8.2% increase during the fall 2018 semester at their new Southern California campus over the uh, the combined fall enrollment that included the former campus in Brea uh, up there in Northern California. So they are fully in Southern California now, and seeing that increase, it, it seems like things have steadied out and they're starting to, to grow the school now at the main campus. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So now it's been five years since the trustees wow. voted to sell the campus and to change the name. So, you know, it doesn't seem that long ago to us, partly because 
we had to kind of go, we, the, the messengers had to approve some aspects of that. So, it, you know, it's been since five years, but it was five years ago that this all really started. And uh, it's really neat to hear that after they've made that transition, um, they've been able to, to prepare themselves for uh, success and the enrollment is going up. So it sounds like they had a great meeting. Yes, it does. And also, uh, down at New Orleans, we mentioned they had a trustee meeting last week. We had the big news out of that was uh, Dr. Chuck Kelly's announcement of his pending retirement at the end of the school year in uh, July of 2019. Uh, He'll be retiring from the presidency there. He has been moved into the chancellorship role uh, so that they can search for a president. And uh, they made a couple of minor adjustments in the Master of Music uh, degree and the Master of Divinity degree program, also uh, some adjustments in their PhD in Christian education, and uh, revised the D-Men and Doctor of Educational Ministry specializations. Uh, just some minor tweaks to some things, just as we usually see, you know, some some updatings and some changes to degree programs. That's kind of normal for a lot of our seminaries. And also uh, this week, it was announced that they have appointed the Presidential Search Committee, and that committee is Bryant Barnes from Columbia, Mississippi a pastor, Jack Bell, a pastor in Hornbeck, Louisiana, Frank Cox, who is the chairman of the board. He's at North Metro Baptist Church in Lawrenceville, John Foster, who is from New Orleans, David Level, pastor of First Baptist Church Millington, Jackie Myers, uh, who's from Louisiana, Sicily Island, Gary Shows, pastor of Temple Baptist Church in Hattiesburg, David Um, uh, pastor of Antioch Baptist Church in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, then Dan Wilson, who is the immediate uh, past trustee chairman and uh, is a professor at California Baptist University. And then remember, they have a faculty representative and a student representative. So the faculty representative is Bo Rice, uh, who teaches evangelism and preaching, and he's the dean of graduate studies. And Michael Wang is the student representative. He's a PhD student there. So yeah, uh, yeah so Frank Cox said there's a quote in the article that he deliberately chose a cross section um, just to to really have diverse um, viewpoints, and so it this is this is going to be an interesting time. They also had a by, they approved a bylaw amendment to add alternates, and those alternates they will attend the meetings, but they won't have a vote unless another search committee member withdraws from the meeting, I mean, from the committee. So that's Tony Lambert from Denver, Colorado at Riverside and Waylon Bailey, uh, pastor of First Baptist Covington, Louisiana. Yeah, so they are beginning their formal meetings in November and uh, they will release and start seeking candidates and nominations after that. So probably be, uh, I would guess, first of the year before we really get you know things really underway at New Orleans. So they got a little bit more time than everybody else because of, Uh, the timetable laid out by Dr. Kelly. So I wish them all the best. Be praying for them. Lifeway also accepting search committee nominations. There was a story this week. uh, They've enlisted the services of executive search firm Kerger Baldwin uh, to help identify potential candidates. So uh, there's some information in that story. So if you have anybody you want to recommend for the Lifeway presidency, you can find out that in the link to Baptist Press, just like each and every story that we cover here on SBC this week, each and every week. And uh, Amy, this past Monday, because of these openings, we had a day of prayer and fasting uh, on October the 8th uh, for the five entities. There's a picture of the Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions staff uh, that they met and prayed and uh, were fasting uh, for this as well in the the article there. Uh, And, uh, you know, there was some state convention meetings going on this week, and they they also, uh, you know, had some times of prayer for that. So uh, that was kind of neat to see 
that uh, in Baptist Press. Yeah, it was just good to to hear and and kind of experience the solidarity. I especially liked these um, uh, these places that were doing it together. Uh, yes. That was really that was really neat. The staff coming together and uh, and doing that, and so there was some real unity. And seeing something like this in October, for example, you know we get a lot of conversation going in the days leading up to our annual meeting, but um, but this was a, a time when everybody you know was was focusing on this together, and I really liked that. Absolutely, Amy. And one of the things that we we'd like to do here on SBC this week is highlight some of the the areas of the SBC that we, we may not hear a lot about. And one of those is our, our ethnic groups uh, and the meetings that they have. We talk about them a lot around the SBC annual meeting because they have meetings at those uh, as well every June. But the uh, Chinese Baptist, there's a story in Baptist Press, the Chinese Baptist Fellowship of the USA and Canada met this past uh, week, held their 20th biennial conference, uh, in, enriching ministry to second and third generation Chinese Americans. William Ng joined the executive committee of the fellowship uh, and the new post of vice president for next gen ministry. So they're being very intentional about next generation ministry in, in the Chinese Baptist fellowship. Did you see where they had their meeting? Did I see it was on a cruise ship? It was a cruise ship. They took a carnival cruise. Together. All right. Now, now we've, we've gotten to something that we might want to explore for the SBC. <laughs> I really think we should consider How big this. of a cruise ship do we need to have the SBC annual meeting on a cruise ship, Amy? What are, what are we I, talking about? What are the logistics? What are we, where, where, who do we need to elect this president to make this happen? I don't know. We're going to have to think about this. I mean, this is, this is this next is, level. I mean, I this is absolutely like brilliant right here. All right. Yeah. Come cruise, all inclusive. We'll have our dinners. We'll have our meetings on the cruise ship. I mean, yeah. how, how many people are on I've never been on a cruise. How many people go on these cruises? I don't know. I've never been on a cruise. Really? Huh. Yeah. I, that's interesting. I very rarely am I in a conversation with someone in both of us. Most everyone I know has been on a cruise, but yeah, I haven't. Well, I haven't yeah. either. So that yeah. makes two of us. And uh, yeah. Beth is bugging me, and she's like, 20th anniversary is coming up in a few years. You know, maybe yeah. maybe then, maybe then. So, so we'll see. So, and they also had a great keynote speaker, someone who I just really love and respect, um, Daniel Block, who um, has recently retired from Wheaton College, but for a long time was a, a professor of Old Testament at Southern Seminary, uh, was there when, when we were there. And uh, he's just a very, very special um, individual. And so he, he spoke to them. I'm sure it was wonderful. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I mean, you could have me speaking on a thing in a in a cruise ship, and it'd be wonderful. Well, I don't know about that. That may be a little too much, but anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the question would be, you you got to be a really good speaker, and I'm not saying anything about you either way, but you got to be a really good speaker because people might want to go do excursions or do other things, so they've got to come in here. You know, they you you yeah. got to be compelling. That's a good point. I would have gone point. to hear. I would have gone to hear Dan Block. Okay, but you wouldn't have come to hear me. I'm not going to say either way. I'm yeah. just going to tell you that Shuffleboard that's an important was calling factor. calling your name. Shuffleboard um, yeah, the sushi yeah. bar. I'm not going to say what I would have done if yeah. you were the keynote speaker. Yeah, you would have left. I know you would have. I would yeah. have too. All right. So uh, also, speaking of the annual meeting, Amy, uh, there's going to be a plan for crossover. Crossover is going to be a bit different this year. Uh, we've had the Harvest Crusades the past few years uh, with uh, that. I think that started back in Phoenix. Is that right? I think we so. had it in Phoenix, and then we had yeah. it in Dallas. So the last couple of years, we've had the, the crossover with the Harvest Crusade. 
Right. This year, because of logistical issues, Birmingham doesn't have the big stadium like that either. Uh, we're, we're changing things up. And there's not a whole lot of detail in here, uh, but there's going to be a different type of plan uh, for crossover. going to be working with state and local Baptist partners in Alabama that helps Southern Baptists make an impact in the community around Birmingham. So uh, we'll keep an eye out for more information on that. I've, I've heard some kind of you know early talks on that, and I'm encouraged about where we're going with crossover this year. Uh, I'm encouraged yeah. every year with crossover, uh, right. but this year, you know, it's changing things up. I love the ideas. Uh, I like the, you know, the fact that we're we're looking to connect with the the Baptist community in the local areas and, and you know help Birmingham and help those in need in Birmingham. So uh, that looks to be a great time. Some news out of North Carolina, Amy. I heard about this, uh, uh, and Alan Bloom, this uh, is the tough. longtime editor of the Biblical Recorder, has decided to hang it up after this year. I don't um, know if I I don't know if I can even do this story, Jonathan. This is a hard. This is a tough, tough hit. He, I mean, he's the legend in, in North Carolina, and, uh, and he announced it, his retirement effective May of 2019. That's and, right. Um, he's he's been he's only been the editor eight years, but I mean, like he's he's the North Carolina guy. Right, but he he also I mean he's been editor for eight years, but he's. He was a legacy a long time before that. Um, he was a pastor in Boone, but he also had already done a lot of things in sort of getting news out uh, to Southern Baptists, um, just contributing in all these different all these different ways. He is just the, an example of someone who engaged at every single level, um, state level, national level, uh, everything just just always there and contributing so it's not just a big hit for north carolina it's a it's a big hit for baptist journalism period um so the biblical recorder i know it's my state paper but i have just a ton of respect for their work so i know um i know that there are are good are good days ahead um but i it may may 2019 when uh when alan bloom uh, finishes up that's going to be a huge loss yes it will be and uh, another uh, Baptist State editor who will be hanging it up at the end of this year is Bob Terry he was recently right. celebrated for 50 years that's in state incredible. Baptist paperwork and 23 years as the editor of the Alabama Baptist I think Bob must have started when he was about six uh, <laughs> you know in state paperwork but uh, no nah, we kid but Bob I mean like he's an institution when it that's comes incredible. to you start yeah. talking about state Baptist papers I right. mean, Bob has been around for, he's seen it all. He has, uh, he has. He's been so, around for a long time. Yeah, there was a big uh, celebration for him. He's been named the editor emeritus of the state paper in Alabama, the Alabama Baptist. And uh, so, you know, a couple of news and notes from there uh, in the state paper world and some sad news this week. Evangelist Ron Herod, the former SBC first vice president, passed away, as well as Rudy Fagan, a 20-year SBC stewardship leader, uh, passed away earlier this week as well. Yeah, yeah, and this is, um, he was the Stewardship Commission, uh, which would have been before uh, Covenant for a New Century, so we had a lot of entities, like 19, I think, something like that. Yeah, something like um, that. And so it, that was a Southern Baptist entity, uh, but he he was president for, for 20 years, so major, major contribution, and um, I heard about this actually earlier in, uh, I heard about this last week when um, uh, I was at the the Southern Baptist Historical Library and Archives, and uh, Art Tolston was working on that 
on that story. And so I heard that, that he had died and, and heard a little bit about him. Um, so we definitely uh, pray for his family and, uh, and know that he made great contributions. Yes, he did. He was part of the Bold Mission Thrust. Uh, right. He was really involved in the work and creating that and led, check this out, he led evangelistic campaigns in South Africa, Brazil, Hong Kong, Spain, Panama, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, and the Cayman Islands. That's pretty incredible. So, I mean, just he was leading Southern Baptists around the world for evangelism. And uh, we, we thank Rudy Fagan for his service. And uh, like you said, thoughts and prayers out to his family and friends as he passed away here in the, actually in the middle of Tennessee area. He lived down in yeah. Murfreesboro. Yeah. Um, one thing also to note, we didn't, we didn't really cover any state conventions this week, but they are going on. Yes, they I are. Was, uh, yeah, I was getting messages um, sent, you know, direct messages from the Indiana State Convention uh-huh. where uh, they had a lot going on. Some interesting um, thoughts about uh, their cooperative program budget and proposals. Um, so it'll be we'll we'll be watching for that that report also. Um, elected some officers. Uh, Bobby yep. Pell from Evansville was elected president. It was the 60th anniversary of the uh, state convention in Indiana. So I know that story is going to come next week, but it, it gave me a reminder, you know, if if people are out there, if they're at state conventions, this was great to be getting yeah. some kind of live uh, things from it. So I know we've got folks listening from all over if you're at a state convention shoot us some messages and yeah and so uh and and let us know what's happening yeah my dms are open on jonathan howe and so is a uh, spc this week so uh, and, if AC you see anything, and ac wit your yours as well so uh yeah dm us let us know what's going on out there in uh, the state convention world i know the the dakota's state convention is going on dave miller was preaching that one so Very uh, cool. that was uh that was kind of neat i didn't know dave was doing that until he uh, posted about it earlier today so i was texting him so uh, he was up in the Dakotas, where it's uh, probably getting pretty cool at these days. Yeah. Uh, we're in the 60s here in, in uh, North Carolina or in Tennessee, Amy. Excellent. It's pretty I awesome. don't know what I got. I'll find out when I land in North Carolina. All right, that was a lot of news for us this week here in uh, in the SBC. But that's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. I've got one uh, from 1959, and actually, this is kind of a follow up after. Um, our uh, discussion about the UN a few weeks ago uh-huh. about observers to the UN. Well, in the um, Baptist Press issue from October 10th, 1959, Brooks Hayes had just returned from his visit to the UN as Southern Baptist observer, and he did a whole report on it. It's really cool. It talks about the the Secretary General. Um, who I cannot pronounce his last name, so I'm just not even going to try. Uh, he greeted Brooks Hayes and then got to stand. And this is here. Here's what's really crazy. Khrushchev was uh, was there, or maybe they were talking about him. There was a lot of stuff about um, really wow. Khrushchev from from Russia uh-huh. was happening. Maybe he was just touring around the world and they were talking about it. He was also able to go into he says some of the cloakroom conversations, giving insight into the issues so it's it's a really cool thing so i know this isn't like a huge um a huge thing but or a huge event but because we talked about it we said what was that like and i saw this i thought i want to i want to put this in there he talks also about when uh they were discussing khrushchev's visit to washington um he heard just a lot about him and he said he is a consummate salesman with talent as a prop as a propagandist not equaled by many public men. 
I believe his visit may do some good in the easing of tensions, although we must continually guard against apathy and indifference to world dangers growing out of communist aggression. Since wow. The Christ- yeah, so just very interesting. He talks about uh, that we need to work hard um, with, uh, that we need to work hard in knowing what's happening out there. Um so, very interesting report, uh, and Brooks Hayes shared with Baptists about it, and now shares with us all this week in SBC History. Very cool. And, you know, we, we talked about what it would take maybe to get that role back. It doesn't look like that's possible anymore. Um, did some digging on that and talked to a couple people. But there is another job open at the uh, UN, Amy, that, that you might be interested in now. And what's that? So, the UN yes, ambassador from the Not United interested. States. That one, That one's open. She, she resigned this week, so, you know, I can put yes. your name in. I, I can no, make I'm a good. phone call. No? I'm good. Okay. I'm well, good. Well, I'm just trying to help you out, you know? Yeah. So, all right, well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? It's a new book by Ray Rhodes. Um, it's called Susie, The Life and Legacy of Susanna Spurgeon. Yes, Life I've seen of this. Charles Spurgeon. I've been seeing it on social media as people have gotten free copies of it along with these really cool mugs. And I would love, I'm, I'm so wanting to check out those mugs. But yeah, It's I'm by Moody, order. so it's not yeah. a Southern, uh, Lifeway thing, so I can't help you out there. Sorry. I know, I know. That's okay, though. I'm going to get this book. I'm very excited about it. So just a cool thing um, and looks like a really great treatment of... Uh, Charles Spurgeon's wife, someone that we don't know a whole lot about. So um, that's my resource for sure. All right. Well, my resource of the week is it's a short film about the 25 years of Dr. Albert Muller at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. So uh, you can go follow the link at, uh, at our, our website, southern at sbts.edu. You can find the, the video there. Uh, we'll, we'll, I may even embed it in the, uh, in the show post here. Uh, on the website at sbcthisweek.com. So just go to sbcthisweek.com, scroll down. You'll be able to watch the video there on the the show notes here for this episode. But just a fascinating look at 25 years of leadership and uh, stewardship of our flagship seminary at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary by Dr. Albert Moeller. Great job. Uh, The team up at Southern did a great job with this. I mean, it is spectacularly shot. it It left me wanting more. I was I was upset that it was only 15 minutes. So, I haven't uh, gotten to see it yet, so yes. I'm going to watch it probably tomorrow. You'll have tomorrow. to check it out. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend folks check that out. Uh, it's been linked around social media. If you haven't seen it already, you can go do that at sbts.edu. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, Amy. I'm headed your way next week. We have to figure out the uh, – maybe I'll be the one at the airport recording next week. Perhaps. Because um, I'm, I'm going to be in Rocky Mount, uh, North Carolina. Not Love Rocky Ro- Top, yeah. so Rocky, right. Rocky Mount. Will no, doesn't really nope. work. Nope, don't even try. No, so uh, but yeah, we're we're headed there. Doctor Rainer's got a speaking gig over there, so we'll be in the Raleigh area, I think, on Wednesday, and then Rocky Mount on Thursday. So looking forward to that. Maybe have a chance to to poke our heads in at uh, Southeastern and say hello. Very to everybody. cool. We would love so, we would love to see you on campus. We will see if they we can make that happen. And fall has finally gotten to Nashville. So I'm happy. Well, send it so, to North Carolina. Maybe I'll bring it's there it with right me. now How about and I'll find out when I get home. That sounds good. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us, folks. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>